Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the I Brew My Own Coffee podcast, a podcast for people who care about coffee. My name is Brian Bikey, and joining me on the podcast tonight, you may know him from Arizona's KPHO CBS 5's Tech Tuesday's Gawker of Gizmos, knower of knowledge, and talker of tech. I know him as my co host, Brian Sheely. What's going on, man? No, I'm good. Man. I try. Well, I try my best. Yeah, I just, uh, on the, uh, on the tech news and talking about the things on the TV, like talking I do. About, talking about the things on the TV, looking like a dapper old man. <laughs> Speaking of dapper men, we have one guest that's going to be joining us on the podcast right this second. And that happens to be Andrew Hepner, who is the CEO of Populous Coffee in Bay City, Michigan. Andrew, how are you doing? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? We are doing excellent. Wonderful. Well, Great. I say I am doing excellent. I can't speak for Brian. <laughs> I'm going to assume that he has an excellence... That he is feeling right now. I am also wonderful right now. Thanks for being on the show, Andrew. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Andrew, we like to start off the show with what you're brewing. So actually, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give it to you if that's okay. Can I put you on the spot and throw it to you about what you've been brewing, what you've been drinking? Uh, Yeah. Um, I've actually was somewhat nervous about this because I'm trying to figure out if if I wanted to talk about one of my own coffees. (laughs) Oh, boo. Don't be that guy. (laughs) No, I know. You're the guy who um, wears the band's T-shirt to the show, don't you? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, what I like to do is I like to buy coffee from other roasters, too. And last week, I bought coffee from Ruby, Mountain Air, and Madcap. And so today, I brewed all of them up again. And, together uh, together as a blend? Yeah, just all together. Okay. But not really. <laughs> um, but the uh, Guatemala Consuelo? from Ruby Roasters hmm. was uh, was one of my favorites today. So that was uh, it was just a really nice afternoon cup. It was very balanced and sweet and delicious. Awesome. Brian. So recently, I think that both of us actually received some uh, Blueprint coffee, which is actually was my first time trying Blueprint coffee. Um, and... This afternoon, I actually brewed up the Guatemala Asda Cafe. It's really interesting to me that they're one of the only coffee companies that don't actually uh, publicize their notes on their bags or even on their website. So you don't necessarily so have you an, can't cheat. You you can't really cheat. You can't. You don't really have like a, a solid idea necessarily. But they do give this really cool little triangular. Um, guide as to how bright or how sweet or how much body it has so you kind of get an idea of what it's like without the specific flavor notes i i really enjoyed it um it was very sweet and when it was really hot like right after you brewed it it totally reminded me of the uh the oatmeal cream pies from little debbie um because it had this like almost nuttiness but more like caramel more vanilla um, it was super creamy and just heavy in in your mouth, and then it had this like spicy, almost cinnamon fin- finish to it um, when it was hot. And then as it cooled down, it it kind of became a little bit more citrusy and uh, a little bit more floral. But I enjoyed I enjoyed the complexity of it as it as it sort of cooled. It cooled nicely um, and started out in a in a very interesting sort of dessert like place, which I kind of enjoyed. So what about you? Uh, Man, what have, 
what I've had bring? I've had a hard time way more than some of the last podcasts. Uh, I've I've really had a toss up with some coffees um, that that would be fighting for this spot right here. But um, just the other day, yesterday, I brewed up for the first time the Adido Washed Ethiopian from Novel Coffee Roasters. And have you had? Did you have Adido last year from anywhere? I don't think I don't believe I did. I know Counterculture. I Counterculture has Adido. Kickapoo they, Coffee has Adido. They have it now. Counterculture has one now, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, Kick, Kickapoo won Good Food Awards. Or at least was a finalist. I forget. Probably, probably, well, both. I guess if you had to be a finalist to win. But uh, two years ago with it, I had it last year from both Counterculture and Kickapoo, and it was awesome. And so, people who are on this cat, uh, listening to the podcast, you know that we've talked about before that I think we've talked about how we haven't really been having a lot of uh, washed Ethiopians resonate with us. Right. Um, and now I don't want to discredit uh, Andrew, actually. Populous is a Richa. Uh, I got in. Uh, what what a, a little bit ago and it and it's also great but i i'm i'm i gotta talk about this adido because both of these coffees but this adido um f- for anyone who maybe missed like the 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 train of washed ethiopians in 2014 which i thought was an exceptional year um yeah of of offerings um i've not found a lot of what reminds me of that this year um, but this Adido is absolutely crazy good. So it's just super juicy. You got the aroma from the dry to the wet. You know, I'm stirring around in the caref and then getting into the first sips and it's floral and it's white peach and it's um, melon right away. And it kind of reminds me of Cochiri's and just tiny bit of sweet tea and citrus and it's soft but it's uh complex and it's just got this juicy body but everything about it is is perfect it's transparent it's everything about it is just phenomenal so if you missed if you missed the that like i said the the train last year and you want to be reminded of what the coffees from last year were like this would be one to to jump on board okay so listener feedback from our last podcast, which was split into two, with Steve Reinhardt from Prima Coffee, where we talked about brewing manually. Manual brewing. Yeah, the, it was actually really interesting how many people on Instagram uh, mentioned how how they got their start. And almost every, I mean, not everybody, but a lot of people actually talked about how they started with uh, French Press. Eric Busby, uh, one of our, one of our uh, followers here, commented and says that he began with the French press and then quickly moved into the bee house. And then as he, you know, became more interested in everything, he was sort of made his way through and, uh, and started into the various Kalita waves and drippers and V sixties and things. But, you know, I, I find it really interesting that how many people get started with their French press. And I'll say this. So I have a friend of mine who listens to this podcast as well, who's really not into coffee at all. And he just sent me a, a photo recently this this past week of his brand new setup which is a little baby glass french press and a and a blade grinder that he just bought and uh i mean that's how so many people get their start in in coffee so it's kind of cool just to see that as sort of a unifying thing i do want to interject real quick um i I do know there are a lot of there are people who also mentioned oh you know thanks for the guides like i I know some stuff i'm going to pick up i got some stuff in my shopping list whatever and it, it, it brought me to the point um 
you know, we we love that we were able to jump on and do this podcast and we try to be pretty unbiased in terms of um, the gear that we use. It, it's usually something that we're familiar with, but also, you know, the coffees that we drink too. And um, we, we really appreciate it though. When anyone says that, you know, if they, if they pick up a, a coffee based on our suggestion that they trust us, that it would, you know, find a coffee that would resonate with them. And I just want to say like, if, if you were just to, you know, let, uh, like it leave in the notes or something like that. If you were to let a roaster know, like, hey, you know, I heard about you uh, from the Ibrumo and Coffee podcast. Um, it it doesn't matter, but it, it would just be uh, it would just be cool that other roasters maybe see um, that there's some validity into what we do. Also, so it's just kind of a side note, not a big deal. I just kind of wanted to put that on there. But either way, I wanted to say that we appreciate anybody who's tuning in and absolutely any of our suggestions. Like I say, if they if they resonate with anybody, uh, it's it's nothing that we do. I mean, the, the roasters are doing some great stuff with some amazing coffees. So uh, all the kudos goes to them. Speaking of roasters and speaking of uh, manual brewing, I did actually want to stop here just for a second and ask Andrew, um, how did you actually get started with manual brewing at home? Like what I know you you're obviously in the professional aspect of coffee now, but where where did you start? Well, I kind of had a very unique start, so uh, th- this kind of goes into somewhat of the history of Populous, but um, I, uh, I moved to California with my wife, and I got a job as a dishwasher at Intelligentsia Venice before it opened, and I knew nothing about coffee. I just I needed a job, and uh, Chris Owens from Handsome Coffee Roasters and Intelligentsia at the time, pulled me a shot of Kenya Thiraku. And that was the first time that I had had coffee, like really good coffee. And um, we were using Clever drippers, uh, or not Clever, uh, Clover machines. And then somebody had a Chemex, and I'm like, what in the world is this thing? And uh, they showed me how to use it, and that was just kind of, I, I just like fell in love with, coffee and but my first experience was like an, an amazing shot of single origin espresso pulled by chris <laughs> owens so it's like definitely not the uh, the k-cup start that a lot of people get started with right right, right. <laughs> and then uh, i actually didn't start brewing coffee at home until um my wife just kept begging me and begging me to like have coffee at home because i would just wake up and go to the roastery and drink there so um, we bought a, or I just brought a V60 home and, uh, that's pretty much my go-to. Um, but I've been getting into like the, using the Kalita a lot more. Um, I just really enjoy that. Uh, but yeah. Let me jump back real quick. What did, um, are you more of a filter drinker or did that experience make you, you know, really into espresso or just open your eyes to coffee in general? It just opened my eyes to coffee in general. I, I wouldn't say that, I mean, it, it really just kind of depends on my mood, which I've, I've found with most uh, coffee people, you know, that you can enjoy an espresso or a cappuccino or a really nice Chemex or, you know, an AeroPress. So it's like, I don't really prefer one over the other at all. I just enjoy all of them for the most part. Well, on on the note of you getting getting into that and then going to the roastery, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Populous Coffee. Talk about... Talk about it from its, uh, from its sure. start. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I kind of just hinted a little bit at it. So, like, we, uh, you know, I, I started 
by washing dishes and just being around all these amazing baristas making me coffee and I uh I've always had somewhat of a desire to you know to have my own business and and all this stuff and and I had went out to California searching for something which is what you know go west young man type of thing <laughs> and uh I I found it and uh we decided that we didn't want to we wanted to come back to the Midwest to to start Populous and so we did in 2005 we packed up the car and drove back across the country and I found a, a little 400 square foot room to rent for $400 a month and, and bought a Dietrich with help from lots and lots of people, including my wife, who's been like insanely supportive uh, about this whole thing. And, uh, and yeah, I just started roasting and, uh, I had never roasted before. I just kind of assumed that I could figure it out. And so it's, I just started, I just started roasting and then cupping and, you know, with the, the beauty of being at Intelligentsia is that, you know, their quality control was at the time, I, I didn't really know the state of coffee, but from what I assumed, you know, they were at the, the forefront of everything. So, I mean, we cupped three different times a day and we cupped with customers and, and it, so it was constantly tasting all these coffees and I'm like, what? how can you have a coffee from the same country? It tastes so different. You know, all the, you know, a, a board of Kenya's or a board of Colombia's and they're all different. And so I was just like intrigued, you know, to say the least, I guess. <laughs> but How um, how long ago was this? That you uh, started this down? was, or did I say 2005? Uh, it was 2009. Oh, okay. So, uh, and then we moved back to Michigan in 2010 and to start Populous. And so we've been, I've been roasting and trying to sell it ever since. So what is, what do you, what do you have as, I mean, do you have like a mission statement? Do you have something that you stand behind, something that represents what Populous is? Yeah, I, I, I pretty much when I, when I first wanted to start the company, I, and this isn't anything against the big four roasters, but I wanted to do something on a very small scale that was for people that didn't know anything about coffee. And so I wanted it to be more, I wanted to be more accessible. So I wanted to find coffees that were really, really good and we could roast them really well, but they weren't overly intimidating to people. And our, our packaging was very, very simple we didn't put a lot of effort, well, not effort, but a lot of uh, tasting notes to scare people because I always thought that like paragraph tasting notes were very, very scary to people because they would be like, this is buttery. <laughs> Does it taste like butter, you know, or blackberry syrup? They get, you know, they just get got confused. So I decided that I wanted to just kind of tone everything down and just just make good coffee and just kind of let the coffee speak for themselves. So our, our real mission statement is just find great coffees and roast them great and just serve them to people <laughs> and hope that they enjoy them and also be, you know, be there to answer any questions. And, you know, we're really big on education. So we like to be able to communicate as often as possible with people. So, which is, you know, how I, come into touch with people like you guys and um, some of the other contributors um, 
in the next thing that we're going to talk about. And so that's, that's kind of how I've been and how I've rolled and, and everything, you know, we're still alive and kicking and growing. So I, I don't really have any means to change it. So let me ask you real quick, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that you wanted to make, uh, you wanted coffees to be easily accessible to people and, and to, you know, not be, not be scared away. So, uh, one thing I'll just mention real quick that you have on your site that's I think it's really funny to tune into. Uh, talk about the videos that you have in the on your site of uh, of coffee. Oh being yeah, brewed. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So one thing I always found fascinating in in the retail side was just people's uh, they they were so confused at how we were brewing coffee, and even though like after you do it a bunch of times, like, you know, it's, it's really not that difficult to, to master or, well, not master, but just to do consistently. And so I thought it would be really funny to just bring people in and say, here's a piece of paper. You get to look at it for five minutes. And these are the instructions on how to make a V60. And these are all the tools. And so go. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I, I really, the whole point of it really was to just kind of not poke fun at the, like the industry because it's what I do for a living, but just to sort of lighten it up a little bit to show that there are a lot of people that don't understand brewing coffee like manually. So I wanted to just kind of like make light of, of it. I'm pretty sure and, that's how I first fun. got turned on to you guys, by the way, <laughs> was, uh, is it really was nice. running across one of these, uh, new, new to coffee videos. With that virtuoso with the knob that would always fall <laughs> off and they would go, Whoa, Whoa, what'd I do? Yeah. Oh, the, since great. then we've, we've kind of upgraded the equipment cause I kind of felt bad cause I didn't want to like, he's throwing an EK 43 on the table and they're like, what? Wow. Yeah. That, that's even more scary no. to them. <laughs> but so. So, and that's interesting because, and this is going to tie into the topic. There is uh, a reason we have Mr. Andrew on the podcast with us. We have those two particular things. Uh, the first one, um, you know, with the videos, it, it's it's more about um, the methodical way of brewing coffee, and then you know, trying to break down the barrier of kind of how how funny that can be to somebody who's who doesn't know. But um, you've started a project. That is called the Habitual Brewing Guide. Yes. And that's the first thing that we're on here and that we're kind of talking about. And um, I guess just just start talking with and, – and the reason I, I say that because uh, if I recall, the Habitual Brewing Guide is less about methodical and more about um, – experience the experience in brewing. So, so talk to us uh, about the inception of that and, and what it is. Yeah, so um, I've I've kind of had this weird obsession with um, just habits um, in general, not just coffee habits, but um, you know, smoking and, and drinking and <laughs> terrible habits, but <laughs> just like habits in general that people have, and I've just always been kind of uh, very intrigued by them, and so I've always wanted to figure out a way to incorporate like different. Uh, different ways of looking at what I do for a living. And so one of the things, um, and that's kind of where new to coffee started. So I'm always like looking, I'm not just focused on coffee constantly. Um, so with habitual, uh, I was actually talking to, I 
uh, Dave, uh, he's the guy that he, he works with me at Populous, and he's pretty much the number two um, uh, on this project. He, he's pretty much done everything. I'm just kind of like the guy standing behind the chair saying, we should do this, <laughs> and, and he does it. Um, and so um, the idea just came about that just we originally wanted to do just like a documentary about people and how they brew coffee and, and just see like how they brew coffee in an office and why they brew coffee and, and um, what kind of coffee they brew and how much they actually care about the coffees themselves or if it's more just about that habitual nature of drinking coffee every morning. And then uh, I had uh, conversations with my family over the holidays last year and this is when it kind of really started to come together in my my grandpa is is a prime example he doesn't really like he likes what i do he thinks it's cool but he he doesn't really drink great coffee but he still has to have a cup of coffee every morning and to me which is this is kind of a weird thing to say i don't necessarily have to have a cup of coffee every morning like i drink one you know late afternoon but there's so many people they live their lives by I need to wake up and have a cup of coffee or else I can't do anything. And so I always just found that kind of fascinating and I wanted to just kind of explore that idea a little bit more. And as we brainstormed more, we decided that we wanted to kind of focus on not just the brew methods themselves and how to do it, but where you can brew coffee. And so um, we decided to to put uh, six different brewing methods in six different environments and just take beautiful photos of the coffee brewing process and, and show that you can brew good coffee anywhere. Um, depend, and it doesn't even really have to be good coffee per se. It just, cause coffee to me is more about the experience of having the coffee and not necessarily about how, fruity it is or how chocolatey it is which those are to me those are just bonuses because most people still can sit on their front porch and drink a cup of you know terrible grocery store coffee and have just as good of an experience drinking it as I can drinking you know a cup of excellence coffee so um so that's kind of really what the the main theme behind it is is about the experience of drinking coffee and showing that more than just the coffees themselves. And that's why we decided to not call it Populous Coffee um, Brewing Guide. We, we wanted to keep our branding out of it um, as much as possible, even though we're using, we're using our branding to promote it, but um, the book itself won't have like our logo on it or anything like that. So and that's we what I was getting to... ready to get to. Is what, so what is the medium in which this is being delivered? Um, it, it's, uh, it's a book, um, and it, it, it's, it's the same, um, we're, we're using the same printing company as, as you would get like a Kinfolk magazine or, um, or Drift magazine. So it's, it's the same sort of, uh, tangible, uh, item that they have. Uh, so the photography, uh, we, we wanted to print because the photography is, is really great and that's kind of the focus of it is using photos to show the story or to tell these stories and um and i i felt like we couldn't just have photo sets and like little blurbs and, th and that's why i decided to um we wanted contributors to to write about specific methods and tell their 
short story about each one of those methods, and then and then that story correlates with the with the brew method, and then the environment. So, so in that we'll also have a, a digital version of it too, but that's just kind of like a, a secondary thing. So in that also, are you going through with, uh, you know, parameters that you guys see fit as well, or you know, how what does um, it look like? Yeah. So so what we'll do is. So the way that it's going to be laid out is, is we'll have we'll go from method to method to method, and um, we'll showcase the photos for each method. And then in between, um, or at the end of each method, we we uh, subcontracted an illustrator, and they uh, came up with uh, or she came up with uh, illustrations, and we're we're going to give um, basic recommendations, but. It's sort of if if you've ever looked at well obviously you have the back of populous coffee bags, we put recommending brewing parameters, but they're not you know we're all about just kind of like experimenting, but we like to give people somewhat of a we we wanted to have some kind of education in it so um, but the, there's nothing specific because they're we're not talking about specific coffees themselves, so we're just trying to make sure people understand when they look at the photos, what exactly we're doing in the photos. If they've never, you know, if they've never used a Kalita or they've never used an AeroPress, we, we sort of illustrate it at the end of the method so they can see step-by-step step what we were doing. So you had approached, actually, uh, both Brian and I about this project. And this was yes. before we did uh, I Brew My Own Coffee. So um, Brian and I are both contributors to part of this but uh talk to us about maybe some of the other contributors or the the, you know some of the methods that we're going to see in a habitual guide yeah um so i'm actually one of the contributors um i actually end up writing the the arrow press short story i guess um and then we had uh one of my good friends sandy bledsoe who owns the espresso bar in in ann arbor um he wrote about uh, batch brewing and uh, I'm kind of on the spot, and I feel terrible. I can't remember what <laughs> what you guys wrote about. Um, I actually picked up the uh, the Chemex article, which I was that's right. really honored to do. I was it felt like I was carrying a giant weight on my shoulders the entire time I was writing that piece. <laughs> it was like yeah, you know, probably one of the most iconic brew methods of all of them, maybe. And, right. Uh, and I got the responsibility to write that one. I did not want to do that one at all. So. <laughs> I wrote about the um, EK43 espresso shot. You did? I know, I did. Not. <laughs> no, you did. You would, you would know. You asked me to do it. No. That's right. Um, so I'm on Kalita Wave. That's right. You're Kalita. Okay. And then um, Jen Chen is uh, uh, on V60. And then um, my good buddy Chuck Corson, he owns the Black Market Cafe in Traverse City. Michigan, he is the espresso one. So you guys just recently, this past week, uh, released this project to Kickstarter, right? So you're um, now you're yeah. fun- you're funding the creation of this book, uh, the printed actual artifact that you're going to you know have printed and then send out to people. You're putting all that in the hands of of Kickstarter right now, right? Yes, uh, to to an extent. Uh, I mean, we. We have, um, we've got, all of the content has been created. We, we have everything done now. Um, so 
we will, you know, if for some reason we don't meet our Kickstarter goal, we will still produce uh, Habitual. Um, I more or less wanted to use Kickstarter as a marketing tool, sure. um, you know, to, to help with uh, the, the, the funding by, by pre-selling, but also help get more publicity out of it because I didn't want to just make this guide and, you know, invest all this time and money into it and then have, you know, 2,000 copies sitting in my roastery for five months. <laughs> well, the, the <laughs> so cool we wanted thing, to really make sure that The cool thing about Kickstarter, people. too, is that you have the ability to to put these different pledge levels together. And, you know, a lot of right. these look really compelling. Like, for $25, you get an actual digital copy of it, a physical copy of it, and then you even get an 8-ounce bag of coffee, which yeah. for 25 bucks is, I mean, come on, that's that's a no-brainer right there. And then all the way up... I mean, there's there's a whole lot of different levels above that even, which are pretty. Yeah, I really I really cool. wanted to make the the rewards um, uh, affordable, and that's kind of always been our mo. Like we, with Populous, anyways, we we want we don't want to discredit our coffees, but we also want people to be able to purchase them and not feel bad about it, or also you know purchase more than one, because um, what I used to come across is that you know we would have our coffee somewhat expensive and people were only buying one bag but once we started offering the eight ounce bags and, and we kind of made our uh, pricing more affordable and our shipping is free so we we've noticed now that when people buy coffee from us they're buying two or three bags at a time um, instead of just one and so with the rewards we kind of use the same philosophy and you know the benefit of owning a coffee roasting company is that you can throw an eight ounce bag as an added bonus to any reward and it just kind of amplifies it immediately let me ask you this what um aside from it funding um what 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 is your goal with this what do you what do you want people to get out of this the habitual brewing guide when they have it or um yeah just what do you want from this that's a that's a very complex question, kind of. But I there's a lot of things I want out of it. the The whole focus and, and point of it was to was to show the experience, uh, the different experiences in coffee. And I think if if somebody were to take a photo with the brew guide on a I don't know on a campsite and they were boiling their water over a fire and making a Kalita wave on a, on the top of a cooler, I think then I would be done. That would be good. That, that's really, I, I want people to utilize it. I, I want people to look at it and, and then just kind of, um, take it with them when they go places and, and show people and, and share it with, you know, family and friends and say, you know, like, let's, instead of using the Mr. Coffee this year, let's, let's make a couple of presses or let's do some Chemexes at Christmas time or something. So that's kind of the idea behind it is the same idea that's behind Populous is making coffee and coffee brewing more accessible and, and less intimidating. Do you think this is something that would go going back to the video, you know, you know, of how to make coffee. But do you think this would be something that you could give to somebody that is, is, you know, just learn, let's say 
let's say somebody had just made somebody their first shot of Kenya at intelligentsia, right? And somebody who doesn't know anything about coffee and they just slid him this habitual brewing guide. Like, do you think that's something that would spark them to, to be able to start creating their own, you know, I would hope so. I mean, I think that's, I think you're right. And that's why I was saying it's a, it's a complex answer because there's, there's so many different things that I would like this to do for people. And, and that is one of them. I would like, for people when they're just getting into coffee to be able to be an entry point say say hey you should get the habitual brewing guide because you know it shows how you can do different things with coffee and and how easy it is to to accomplish and execute doing those things i like your i like your kickstarter video if if you guys have a chance to well obviously link to all of these uh sites and kickstarter pages and everything else in the show notes but i I really like the end of your kickstarter video uh where you basically said the exact opposite of what I said last week on our uh, manual brewing episode. I yeah, said, I was actually laughing when I listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, and when I, when I saw your video, I laughed as well. Because, you know, I, I basically said, like, if you, have, if you have good coffee and you have good water, you know, and, and you've got a good, you know, piece of equipment that you're starting with, then that's really, you know, that's what you need to get started to make great coffee. And then in your Kickstarter video, you basically said the exact opposite. Like that's not where you start, where you start is with passion and which I totally agree yeah. with. I mean, absolutely. It's, you know, it doesn't matter how many pieces of equipment or how great your water is or how wonderful the beans are. Like if you don't have passion about what you're doing, then really it's not, it's not really going to benefit you a whole lot. Exactly. And, and, and it's not discounting, having good coffee or having the equipment it's really it i think that there's different tiers of people that are involved in 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 coffee and there's always going to be that tier that isn't going to spend you know 17 dollars on a 12 ounce bag of coffee and it's just not gonna you know it's just never gonna happen not everybody will do it and so i think the important thing as a coffee community is to realize that is to realize just that is that there's always going to be a huge faction of people that don't really have interest in going that far, but you can still educate them by showing them that they can do all these different things with coffee. And so it's more just about, I guess, the love of of coffee itself and not the specific bean that you're drinking. Speaking of specific beans, as we sort of transition to our second topic that we wanted to talk to you about. Um, yeah. So last year, I think it was last year, right? Where you it had, was, yeah. where you had yeah. a, a project that was, I'd never heard of anything like it before. Um, and I kicked myself for not getting involved in it. Um, yeah, you should have, man. I know. I totally should have. I, I don't know why I didn't. You're um, a lame I can't what, believe you didn't do it. What am I, I doing? Didn't you didn't okay, do it either. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do it either. So the original project uh, last year was called Flight of Fancy, um, and yep. I hear through a little bird that you are doing this project again. We are, yeah. We we haven't. Um, this is, I guess, sort of the official announcement of it. But we we are doing Flight of Fancy Volume Two, um, and we will uh, we'll give you some more details as they come in. But tentatively. Um, it will start on October 1st, and it will run through the entire month of October um, for purchasing your, your Flight of Fancy pack. And um, 
the winner this year is going to get a Melkonig Peak Grinder, oh, where stop. last year was the EK43. You stop. Yeah. You stop right now. I want one. Yeah. The, but I will say, I'll say really quick, though, just because I just said Peak, is they are still in the process of getting them, so the winner might not get the Peak as soon as they win. So it's really... Let's, let's so rewind as, just a tick, because... Okay. We need to explain what the Flight of Fancy is so all these listeners can be super excited. So, like, the Flight of Fancy is... The Flight of Fancy is you buy 10 habitual brewing guides. And, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, Wait a second. So the, the this Flight sounds of like a scheme. Is a, uh, is a tasting contest. So it's, it's kind of going after the opposite of what we're going after with habitual. Um we're going after the people that are, I guess you would say, coffee nerds, people that love to taste different coffees and love to decipher the differences between them, and they take notes, and and they really, really just get into brewing. And so what it is is you get four 75-gram packs of coffee, each unidentified. Um, their only identifier is the numbers one, two, three, and 4. And in that pack, we will send you a postcard with 10 different options of, of what those coffees could be. And uh, tasting notes and uh, country information and varietal information and all the, all the basic information that you would need to know about a specific coffee or you, you would want to know. And so it's up to you to however you want to brew, if you want a cup, if you want to throw a cup, make a couple of Chemexes and taste and then on the day of submission at noon everybody has to you send in your answers and the first person that gets it right wins the grinder that's awesome so you need to make sure you have a really fast computer and great internet speeds for this yeah i last year the the winner was uh i can't remember the guy's name from augies um but Will at uh, Tandem Coffee also got the correct answer, and he was like seven emails behind the oh, the guy from Augie's. So, <laughs> yikes! So you have you have to get it in, like, and everybody said they hit and you know send right as noon hit, but I don't know. And yeah, anyone, I, I'm just anyone can participate in this, that. right? Anybody. Yeah, anybody can participate into it. I I haven't decided if it's going to be open internationally because we had a bunch of people ask last year, um, but we very well could. But at the at this moment, anybody in the continental United States can enter. So, how much is the uh, the tasting flight then? The the actual four coffee pack. I don't want to say an exact number yet. Okay, uh, because we haven't. Uh, set, settled on it, this but is it's super going fresh to be, information. This flight of fancy too. Spoiler: it's, <laughs> it's going to be between twenty and twenty-five dollars. Okay, that's a that's a so, decent range, especially just to get involved in the, especially the competition, to, uh, to potentially win a Malconig Peak Grinder. Yeah, so I mean, you're only getting three hundred grams of coffee total, but it's it's more about like the potential of what you can do. I think last year we charged thirty, thirty or thirty-five. Um, but last year it was half pound bags and I, I just, I, I think that was just too much coffee for everybody and, and people were able to brew it 
and brew it and brew it and brew it. And so we want to make it a little bit more um, of a competition this year because people like the roasters that won, you know, they will, which is really funny. He either texted me or emailed me right after he got them and he sent me a photo of his preliminary guesses and he was right, like just by looking at the coffees because they're pretty identifiable. Um, but he looks at coffee all day long, so he knows, you know, he, he can just tell. I didn't tell him that he won, obviously, but I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this so. is this is interesting thing on social media, too. A lot of people are talking about it, a lot of people, or at least they were last year, talking about it and posting pictures. And it's kind of exciting to just even just to sit back and watch. But it's also fun to be a part of, whether it's just you and your friends getting a pack and just getting together to cup the coffees uh, and a lot of shops doing it, too. And Yeah, I noticed that there was I I didn't really know what the reception was going to be, uh, you know, with the first year doing it. And (coughs) excuse me, sorry. Um, One of the one of the other things that you have to do besides sending in your. Um, guesses, I, I did forget to mention this, you, you have to take a photo of yourself and you have to hashtag populist coffee and you have to hashtag flight of fancy. Um, and you can do it at any point in the process. So it doesn't have to be at noon as well. So you can get, as soon as you get the coffees and you want to start brewing them, you have to take a photo of yourself doing that. And, uh, and all the photos were so great because there was lots of them where you know, there was 10 people around a table and they had like chalkboards out and everybody was going through their guesses. And I was, I was just kind of sitting back, like kind of amazed at how many, like how it kind of brought a bunch of random coffee people together over something. And so that was kind of exciting to me. And we had a little over seven, I think we had 75 participants last year. So this year, if we get at least that, I'll be excited, but I'm hoping you know, to get at least a hundred. Um, I mean, the stakes so. are so high. I, I mean, I don't know of any other contest. That was the first contest that I had ever seen that was giving away something of that magnitude. Yeah. And, I uh, mean, most people thought I was crazy. They're like, what are you doing? Well, you are. But, well, I wasn't absolutely. really, yeah, I wasn't really doing it for, you know, money. I mean, it's not like you're, unless, you know, 5,000 people bought into it, then obviously, you know, it would be different. But Mel Koning doesn't give us the grinder. I mean, we purchased the grinder from them. Um, and, you know, I think they're very happy that we ch- we decided to use their company. But I love Mel Koning grinders, so I wouldn't have chose any other. Um, and so, you know, we, so we have a certain amount of investment into the project. Um, but I just kind of felt like if people were actually... It was it was more again about like the experience that I was trying to to get people to have, and so if putting an EK forty three on the bill was the ticket, that that's what we were going to do because I don't think we would have had as many people participate if we were giving away like uh, just something small, and, and not that there's anything wrong with you know the small stuff, but it's you know an EK forty three is an EK forty three, and a peak is a peak i mean everybody and their brother that doesn't even know what a peak is wants one so that's um it's an interesting tie-in though you you did start off when we talked about flight of fancy about how it's a different end of the spectrum yet at the same time both habitual brewing guide and flight of fancy you just mentioned it's about an experience regardless of the group of people that it's targeting um it still kind of gets back around to just your experience 
uh, with coffees or with brewing coffee or ex- tasting coffee, experiencing coffee? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's always been my number one thing is just experience. And that's why I'm excited to get into the retail game because, you know, we've got lots and lots of ideas for making people feel different than they've ever felt around coffee. So, well, Andrew, we appreciate you taking time to be on. We're excited to about your projects. Like uh, Brian said, we'll we'll be throwing um, habitual in the show notes. Um, Flight of Fancy, we won't yet. It's it's not time right. for that. But um, if uh, is there anything else you wanted to to close on to end on before we kind of wrap things up? Um, no, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, we. I, we're just excited that, you know, the, I, I think it's just amazing how the coffee community has grown in the, in the last five years since we've started. And I just, I, I really enjoy what you guys do and, and your focus on, on coffee and methods and education. And especially for people that aren't, you're, you guys don't own a roasting company, you don't own a cafe, you're not, you know, you're, you're your own baristas. I just, it, it makes me feel really, really good when guys like you do these kinds of things. And, and even, you know, all the ladies out there too, but, um, it's, I don't know that that's pretty much it. I I just hope that it continues to grow and, and, uh, I wish you guys all the success and, and I hope the show keeps, keeps going. So before we, before we wrap up, I do want to ask one question. So this is, this is super practical, like on your lineup right now at Populous, what should I buy? What what coffee do you have on your docket right now that, that you're most excited about? Uh, oh. The Freddy. Uh, yeah. Never mind. I'm going to stop talking. Say. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I wasn't asking I, you, I w- Brian. I would I would have said the Aricha, but Brian already kind of uh, played that one up. But the the El Salvador Freddy Racinos. Uh, it's a washed is, Pacamara. Uh, yeah, it's a washed Pacamara. Not the, it's not uh, honey or what did you think it was? A natural? No, I thought it was a honey because oh, yeah. um, because the cafe imports information was talking about honey processing there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, their their information was a little confusing, but um, but it is a washed pacamara, and uh, it is a uh, it's it's just a really really good coffee. And I don't really like to get into notes that much, but it's it's a I I look it's a jammy coffee is is how I describe it. It's just mm. it's solid. Brian, when I was talking to you um, recently about El Salvador's like really hitting right now, this yeah. is this is one of the main ones that was on my mind. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's it's that. a good one, and it's not going to be around for much longer. We only have like a hundred pounds of it left, so it's jammy like the red hot chili pepper, but with a touch more elegance. His new, t- <laughs> his new text, his new text on his is so dumb. It's so funny. <laughs> you should drink this because you are fun and you like. Co- what does it say? You should enjoy because you enjoy great tasting drinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's me. I just like I just like to be dumb, man. I don't know. I, it's like the hor- <laughs> it's like the horse it's like reading your horoscope. Be like that is me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we have um, some we have some good ones if you ever want to just read through our descriptions. We like to have fun with those, so. <laughs> nice. Now I'm not okay. going to read through all your uh, descriptions. Yeah. So, uh on this week for the uh, the talk back, the hashtag IBMOC talk. Um, it's a hashtag that we throw out there for any sort of conversation back and forth with me and Brian or with iBrewman Coffee in general. 
Um, and it's a good way for us to be able to plug in on all the social medias and stuff. You know, I a couple of things I'd like to just inquire with you guys about, you know, what maybe your favorite experience has been with coffee or or what um, what is it in brewing that, you know, pulls you away from uh, the method and all the little steps of brewing and uh, just you know get you back to. Uh, be the experiences, whether it be, you know, getting around cupping with a, a, a roaster in town or whether it be um, drinking coffee you know, with your dad on the front porch. Yep. On dad on the front porch. Um, and uh, so that's that's something I'd like to throw out for a talk back. And also uh, before Fly to Fancy comes out, I wanted to uh, to mention stay tuned um, to the next episode uh, that we have coming up. We're going to have Seth Mills um, back on the podcast. He was on earlier with Alex. Uh, before from Mr. Box Coffee. But uh, we're what we're going to be talking about, though, is we're going to be talking about uh, how to taste and describe coffee or um, what's wrong with the way that we describe coffee a little bit. We kind of talked about that tonight. Um, so on the next episode, we're going to be talking with Seth about tasting and describing coffee. So I'll also ask uh, if you have any questions in regards to that episode. Um, throw those on the hashtag IBMOC talk, whether it be on Twitter or Instagram, or shoot us an email. And you can find us at ibrewmyowncoffee at gmail.com. And uh, we'll we'll take those things into consideration and maybe bring some of those up on the podcast. So, Andrew, if we uh, if we want to find out more about you or more about Populous Coffee, uh, where can we go check on social media? Um, on social media, all of our handles are just at Populous Coffee. It's um, and then our website is populous.coffee and the habitual website is habitual.coffee. Um, it's another dot coffee Populous user, Brian. Is, there you go. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a dot coffee guy. Yep, me you too. You can still do the populouscoffee.com, but I just like to tell people dot coffee. <laughs> nice, keep it simple. Yeah, well, cool. Thank you so much for uh, for being on the episode with us. Yeah, thanks again for having me. I, I really appreciate you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you want to find out more about I Brew My Own Coffee, we are on Instagram at I Brew My Own Coffee. We are on Twitter at Brew My Own Coffee. Um, if you want to shoot us an email or want to check out our website, visit us online at ibrewmyowncoffee.com, and you can click the Contact Us link at the top of the page. Also, if you haven't reviewed our podcast on iTunes, we'd love it if you'd go ahead and do that and leave us a, a nice positive review if you want to do that. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and until next week, happy habitual brew. See you guys. <laughs>